Thanks for tuning in to the Met Church Podcast. Here at the Met, we are all about connecting people to God and one another. If you have any questions or want more information about what's happening here at the church, then head to our website at metchurch.com. We would love to stay connected with you throughout the week through social media. So be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now enjoy the message. Happy New Year, everyone. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for joining with us for this very special presentation of our Sunday service. Thank you for being a part of it. I hope I can say something uh, to help you really reestablish some good priorities for this coming year. We're excited about the prospects of a brand new year. In fact, we've talked to our, our staff and our leadership and our church about uh, engaging in 21 days of prayer and fasting uh, beginning on January the 9th. In fact, our whole new series will be about setting up that idea of really pressing into God in this coming year to see Him do something um, unlike anything we've ever seen Him do before. And really, we're asking during this um, time of prayer and fasting during the month of January for a couple of things. For our church, we're praying for a spiritual renewal to be able to see God do something in an incredible and a very significant, a very powerful way. Not to say that he has not been already doing that, but to see this church go to a brand new level of effectiveness in the lives of other people. When you read Acts chapter two, when you have the uh, empowering of the Holy Spirit, you have the launching of that early church, there are two questions that are asked in Acts chapter two, and I think this is significant for a church. The first question that's asked is, what does this mean? <laughs> what in the world just happened here? We've seen something we've never seen before. We've experienced something we've never experienced before. What does this mean? And what they were referring to, again, was the uh, presence of the Holy Spirit, uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit, where on that one day, you had a, a multitude of people who heard the gospel in their own native tongue, and over 3,000 of those people in one day gave their hearts to Jesus. That was unlike anything they'd ever seen before. So the first question is, what does that mean? And then the second question was equally as powerful. They asked, what do we do? And a lot of times in church world, we try to get people to ask the second question before they've asked the first one. And so until people see God move significantly corporately in the life of a church, they're probably not going to get on board and they're not going to get as involved or as engaged. So I recognize that we need a new level of spiritual intensity within the life of our church. And so I'm asking you to join with me to pray that the Spirit of God will have the freedom to move in the hearts and lives of, of, of us individually, of us corporately, so we could see 2023 become one of the most powerful years of ministry we've ever experienced before. So the first thing I'm asking you to do is to pray for the church for spiritual renewal. The second thing, the part of the prayer and fasting, is to pray in your own personal life for some area, maybe in your family life, maybe your business life, maybe with your child, maybe something that you've put on the shelf, you prayed for a long time, you haven't seen that prayer answered or you haven't seen that desire come to fruition. Use this period of time, this 21 days of prayer and fasting to say, God, I desire more than anything in the world to see you move in this way in my personal life. 
So I want it to be something we do together corporately, something we do also individually and personally. And so however way God may lead you uh, to do this at whatever level he may lead you to do uh, this, that's between you and God. I'm just convinced as we begin a brand new year that any lasting change has to come from within. I know we set goals um, physically, uh, emotionally, uh, but we need to set some goals spiritually. Remember when Paul describes how we're made, he said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, we are a spirit and a soul that inhabits a body. We're spiritual, we are emotional, we are physical. And I think a brand new year obviously gives us opportunities to set goals in all three of those significant areas. And yet I am convinced that the most significant of those areas is our spiritual life. I think it's foundational to every other area of our life. I think it's fundamental to the success of a physical goal or an emotional goal is to have a spiritual goal. And prayer and fasting really orients us toward the spiritual dynamic uh, of our life because that is really the only part of us that's actually eternal. So I'm gonna ask you to join with me in this great um, endeavor. And, and really, if I could challenge you to anything, I would say in this new year, strive to be a new you. God has given us the opportunity. He's given us life. He's given us the chance to make a difference in this coming year. So we wanna launch this year again with an emphasis on prayer and fasting. So I, I pray you will join with me in this great endeavor. You know, when the apostles watched Jesus work, uh, you, you read about an example of it in Luke 11. Uh, man, they saw him um, give sight to blinded eyes. They saw him uh, cause the lame to walk. They saw him raise people from the dead. Uh, they saw him take bread and fish and multiply it so 15,000 people or more uh, had plenty to eat with food left over. <laughs> they saw all those miracles that Jesus did. And yet, not one apostle asked him, Lord, teach us how to do that. Teach us how to do a miracle. Teach us how to do those significant things that you did. They saw him be able to speak, and literally thousands of people were riveted to everything he said. He was a, a master communicator. Someone who studied the messages of Jesus said they were so profound, and yet they were so simple that a child could even understand. Uh, in fact, someone went as far as to say that he, he would teach on the, on the level of about a seventh grade level. Uh, I, I think about it as he would bring the cookies on the lower shelf so everybody could reach them. He was a master communicator. He didn't, he didn't speak or preach to multitudes to impress them as much as he preached to express to them the will of his father and the purpose for their life. And so he was a, an incredible and an amazing communicator. And my point is, they didn't say, Lord, teach us to be communicators like you. Help us to learn how to use humor and help us to learn how to connect with hurting people and help us to know how to be more effective in our communication skills when we stand before large crowds. You know what the thing they asked him to do? In Luke chapter 11, it wasn't to do miracles. It wasn't any of the other things that I've just said. It wasn't to, to speak uh, effectively to large crowds. Here's what they said. Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. They saw the disciplines of Jesus. 
They saw how he would spend time with his heavenly father. They saw how he would withdraw for periods of time. He would fast, he would pray, he would press into God. And in that, they saw a, a special anointing on him, a power that he had, a connection with his father, and they realized that's what's missing. That's what we're needing in our life more than anything else. So I say to your hearts again on this January 1st Sunday morning, I say that's the thing I believe I need more than anything else in this coming year. I pray you will join with me to say we want to press into God. We want to pray. We want to spend this time kind of reorienting our lives at the beginning of this year to his purpose and his plan for our life, for our church as a whole. We have incredible opportunities. Guys, there are hundreds of thousands of people right in this area who are not in anyone's church. And we have such an amazing opportunity to reach those people. You hear me say all the time, you don't reach people until they get reachable. And when people go through periods of time of brokenness, of loneliness, of desperation, those are the moments that they tend to turn up and look toward heaven. I had a man in the church tell me one time, he said, Bill, I don't think I would have ever looked up if God had not allowed me to hit the bottom. And so sometimes it is in the plan of God and the purpose of God for those things to happen to bring people to himself. You remember in Matthew where Jesus said, hey, if your right arm offends you, cut it off. You're better to go into heaven with one than into hell with two. He said, if your right eye offends you, pluck it out. You're better to go into heaven with one than into hell with two. Now, what was he saying? Well, here's what he wasn't saying. He wasn't saying that he's some sort of a sovereign sadist that takes pleasure in people's pain. What he was saying is this, and don't miss this. If it takes affliction, if it takes affliction to bring someone to Jesus, he's more just to allow the affliction than to let them just go merrily on through their life out into eternity without him. So when we as a church position ourselves in such a way that we can help people who are hurting, who are broken, we can do it through the various ministries of our church, we can do it through the resource center. When we are positioning ourselves to help people, we have an incredible opportunity to reach those people. And yet, folks, with all of the strategy and with all the preparation, if we don't have the anointing of the Holy Spirit on this church, within our ministry, if we don't have that anointing, which comes only through prayer and fasting, then we're not going to see this ministry reach the levels of effectiveness that it has potentially, that it has to reach. In fact, when Jesus was talking in Matthew 17, 21, he said to his apostles, there are some things that will come about in your life only, only by prayer and fasting. There's a level of power. There is a level of provision. There's a level of, um, of connectivity you have with your heavenly father. You won't get any other way. And so again, I'm asking you to join with me. And let's enter into this season of prayer and fasting to see what God will do in and through our life. Now, let me give you three or four things to think about when we think about prayer. Number one, understand this. Prayer is an act of dedication, an act of dedication. You are never more focused. You are never more committed to your heavenly father than when you engage with him in prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is when I simply reach out to God. I pray to God um, through the son in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's prayer. Prayer is praying to the Father through the Son in the power of the Holy Spirit. 
So it's a prayer, it's an act of dedication. Uh, I try to begin every day in prayer. I try to, as often as God brings some of you to my heart and mind or some circumstances to my heart and mind, my kids, my grandkids, different things, I try to at that moment pray. Uh, because prayer is an act of dedication. Secondly, prayer is an act of communication. It is the way whereby we talk to God. Years ago, I read an article in a publication called Business Week. I don't even know if it's still around anymore. But it said 80% of all the problems in business, 80% of the problems in business is related to communication or the lack thereof. So prayer is communication. <laughs> if that's true of business, and it's certainly true of family and relationships, when there is a breakdown in communication, when there is a lack of communication, it affects the relationship. So what happens when you pray? Well, it's an act of dedication. Prayer is an act of communication. It is the way whereby we approach God. I would say thirdly, prayer is an act of supplication. What is supplication? That's kind of Christianese. It is a biblical word. It means it is a humble petition. It, supplication carries with it the idea that I desire something uh, from God that only he can give me. I desire him to move in such a way that only he can satisfy me. And so I approach him humbly, realizing he's all-powerful and yet he is my father. I approach him humbly and I approach him persistently, uh, consistently. I say, Lord, with all my heart, I pray for them. With all my heart, I pray for this. Prayer is an act of uh, supplication. And then lastly, I would tell you, prayer is an act of cooperation. It is the desire of God for us to approach him in prayer. You're never closer to your heavenly father than when you pray. Listen, the only thing that lies outside the reach of prayer is that which lies outside uh, the reach of his will for your life. Prayer can do anything because God can do anything. In fact, the Bible says, um, uh, you know, uh, ask of me <laughs> and I'll give you the desires of your heart. In fact, the caveat when we pray, he says, if we ask according to his will so that the Father can be glorified in the Son, he said, I'll answer that prayer. And what greater way, guys, to see God receive glory than to see a spiritual renewal in the life of this church, to see him do something significantly in your life and mine, something that we could only say, this was God. So I want to ask you to join with me. Be here next Sunday. Find your place in this church. Be a part of the worship experience. Bring your worship with you. Come to church worshiping. Uh, be a part, engage from the very first song until the message time comes. Be engaged, be involved, be enthused. Bring someone with you. Come praying that the Holy Spirit of God will begin to move in your heart and life as we assemble together next Sunday morning. Well, folks, as I close, I want to pray over you and then our band vocal team has a wonderful uh, song to encourage you. So let me pray over you now. Thank you for joining me. Let's pray together. Father, I ask that this year, this year will be an incredible year, a pivotal year in the life of our church and in the lives of so many of our people. Father, I pray you will move in the hearts of many of our people to engage with our staff and with me in this 21 days of prayer and fasting. Father, we pray your spirit will begin to move in our midst in a way like we've never seen before. You said in your word you're doing a new thing, and we pray we can be a part of that new thing. 
And Father, for our individual lives, for the families represented, a lot of businesses now represented in these wonderful people. I pray that you'll bless them. Bless them in ways that's just indescribable and undeniable that it is you at work in their life. Make this, Father, a year where we partner with you in ways and in, 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 in an effort like we've never made before. Father, we give you praise and we bless you for this brand new year of ministry. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please contact us by visiting metchurch.com so that we can follow up with you this week. We look forward to seeing you next week.